Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Let's give them a round of applause. Each night we've been unveiling what is the model for the night, right? So today, as the contestant winners advancing to the next round, you will help us reveal what is the theme of the message for today. So this is Wheel of Fortune style. There are six words in the phrase and we are going to give you we're going to be gracious and kind and give you a few alphabets to help you along the way we're giving you r s t n l and the vowel e so take a few seconds and think through what do you think this phrase may be what do you think the phrase may be? Audience, let's cheer them on as they think about it. All right, they're close. Oh, they're moving along. They're hung up on one word. Go ahead and say it out loud. What do you think it might be? What do you think it might be so far? Jesus is for everyone. Something. <laughs> Not sure. Audience, what do you think it may be? Jesus, do we all agree on that? Is, do we all agree on that? For, we all agree on that? everyone now what is the next word do you think it is including okay including including me let's show them the phrase there it is Jesus is for everyone including me thank you so much for participating on the word is right you may be seated thank you so much All right. Can you help me bring up the podium? All right. We have had an awesome week with VBS. Let's give it a round of applause again for all the volunteers and those who participated. I won't keep you long, but I just want to share just a couple of things that I believe God has placed on my heart that is related to uh, what we have been studying for the last uh, couple of days. And I'm going to give myself some time to keep, uh, keep me moving along. So our phrase today is, Jesus is for everyone, including including me. See, we've been following Peter on this journey with Jesus during VBS. And we saw how Peter was a fisherman but yet his life was changed. His life was changed when Jesus entered his life. And he went from becoming a fisher of fishes to becoming a fisher of men and women. Choosing, finding those who would become what? Believers in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So for today, we'll be focusing on two different families. The first is Cornelius. You may be familiar with Cornelius and his family. You can find them in the book of Acts, starting in the 10th chapter. 
And Cornelius, as it was revealed in today's game, is a Roman soldier officer who lives in what city? Caesarea. Thank you. This will go a lot better with audience participation. So what we know about Cornelius before he meets Peter is that he is known by his friends as a devout follower of God. A devout follower of God. He's generous and is giving and helping those in need. So one day during the time of prayer, he sees an angel. And the angel tells him to go and to send Peter and to have Peter come to his house. So he sends, after seeing this angel in a vision, he sends his servants to the very town that the Lord had revealed where Jesus is, to the very house that the Lord had revealed. Peter was staying with someone named Simon, who was a worker of leather, also called a tanner. And, at this, and so the servants are on their way to uh, Peter's house, and, or the house where Peter was staying. And around the same time, Peter decides to pray. So he goes upstairs to pray. And during his time of prayer, he also sees a vision. But this vision is what looks like a sheet with animals on it being lifted or uh, coming down from heaven. And as he looks at the sheet, trying to figure out there were animals, there were reptiles, there were birds in the, on the sheet, Peter hears this voice, the voice that says, Peter, kill it and eat. So Peter, being Jewish, responded, well, no, Lord. See, I, 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 I've never eaten anything unclean. I'm Jewish. And... For me, I'm thinking, wow, these are pretty tasty foods, right? I love my bacon. But uh, here we have someone who can't eat it based on the law. And so Peter's response from his heart is, Lord, I don't want to do anything against your word. I can't eat this. And uh, don't call me to do something or call that is unclean. But, G but God said to him, don't call anything unclean that I have called clean. And they went back and forth with this three times. Now, Peter is thinking and trying to figure out what does this vision mean? And the Holy Spirit tells Peter that, hey, actually there are three men downstairs looking for you. I want you to go and to follow them. And so Peter went down and uh, saw the, the individuals because, um, yes, he saw those individuals. And then the next day, Peter went with them to Cornelius's house. Now, Cornelius had gathered his family. He had gathered his friends to meet Peter, to hear from Peter. Peter had walked with Jesus and had been taught by Jesus. So Peter is like, uh, Cornelius... It is not right for a Jewish man to be in a non-Jewish man's home. He says, but God is changing my heart. God is changing my heart. Amen? And we see this as the prophet Daniel tells us that 
God was, is given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world. Can everybody say all? So that people of every race and nation and language would come to know him. For his rule is eternal. Everybody say eternal. That means never ending. Jesus' kingdom cannot be destroyed. And we find this in Daniel and 7. And then Isaiah prophesies and says that the Messiah will come to gather all nations and languages and they will come and behold the glory of the Lord. Amen? Amen. You see, the nations of the world belong to God. He is coming for you. He is longing for you, his beloved creation and his children. You see, you are the very desires of his heart. Amen. Jesus is for everyone, including a little bit louder. Jesus is for everyone, including Amen. So my first point today, and I won't be much longer, is Jesus is holy. You see, Peter recognized the holiness of Jesus, and it changed his life. He witnessed Jesus healing the sick. He witnessed Jesus teaching divine wisdom to multiple crowds. He witnessed Jesus feeding the thousands with two fishes and five loaves. So, G so Peter's experience is, whoa, Jesus, you are holy. And we find this in Luke, the fifth chapter in the eighth verse, when Peter saw him and he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Peter recognized the holiness of Jesus. And we know that Cornelius also recognized that Jesus is holy. And because he is described in Acts as he and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. You see, Hebrew reminds us that in the past, God spoke to the ancestors through the prophets and at times and in many various ways. And in the last days, he spoke to us by his son, Jesus Christ, whom he anointed above all things as the heir. And through him, Jesus made the universe. You see, the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification for sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven jesus is holy my second point to you is jesus remembers your prayers you see first john tells us I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you will know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we know that he hears us, whatever we ask. So we know we have what we asked of him. And that's found in 1 John 5 and 13. 
So to begin to unpack this, can I unpack this just a little bit more? Uh, we're going to take a look at a situation uh, that is recounted by both Matthew and Mark. And we find in Matthew in the 15th chapter, a Gentile woman shows her faith. Everybody says faith. Yes. And it reads that then Jesus went out of there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and she cried out, Behold, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Come on, send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent. I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and she worshipped him more. And she said, Lord, help me. Somebody say, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but you know what? Even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Come on. <clears throat> then Jesus answered and said, oh, woman, great is your... Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Great is your... Yes, so let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Yes, let's praise him. So we pick up the story and Jesus is traveling with his disciples, right? And he's traveling to the port cities of Tyre. <clears throat> That's on the Mediterranean Sea. That's north of Israel. And there are very wealthy cities that are flourishing because of the economy and the trade routes. But Jesus chooses to go a different route. And he travels through Gentile areas to avoid the Pharisees. You see, he was en route to a destination, a house where he could lay low under the radar, so to speak, which had become increasingly difficult for him after speaking and healing so many people. And it is here we find Matthew's account of this woman and her particular situation. This unnamed woman finds out where the Jewish Messiah is and immediately brings her request to him. You see, the gospel gives us a little more insight into who this lady was. It tells us now the woman who was a Gentile, a Greek, a Seraphonician by nationality, for a Seraphonician is a Greek person specifically from the cities of Tyre, uh, Syria, and Sidon. And this interaction spotlights both ethnic tensions of the times as well as the importance of persistence and faith. Can somebody say faith? So she represents faith and persistence in the midst of difficult and desperate circumstances. Desperate, So she finds herself in, with an encounter with acknowledging first who Jesus is. She calls him Lord, Son of David. This is an act of acknowledging Jesus is holy. 
it, it is also an act of acknowledging she is well aware of whose presence she now is in. You see, she is in the presence of the Lord. She's in the presence of the Son of David. She's in the presence of a way maker. She's in the presence of a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. Come on, give him a hand, please. So it serves as a reminder today that when we enter, oh, his presence, let us enter his presence with praise and adoration. You see, I've come to worship the King of the Kings and the Lord of Lords, but she's thinking even before I can get my, my needs out, my specific requests, I, I have to take a moment to just give you praise, Jesus. You are the son of David. You are the great I am. Ah, I come because I was looking for a change maker in my situation. And she has, and when we enter into the presence of the creator of the heavens and earth, she knows she doesn't have much time, right? She's just made her way through a house of strangers. In fact, she is in an act of desperation. So she uh, is located, she's located the one she's heard so much about, surrounded by strangers amongst a group of people that are not from the same background. But Mark tells us she fell at his feet. You see, sometimes in life we just need to fall at his feet. And it is in that place of surrender, that place of submission, where we lay our needs and our, the needs of our families before the great I am. I, I love it in the, math, the amplified version of the Gospel of Mark says, and she kept pleading, she kept pleading him, please, Lord, drive out the demon from her daughter. And he was saying to her, first, let the children of Israel be fed, for it is not right to take the children's bread and to throw it to the pet dogs, non-Jews. For she replied, yes, Lord, but even the pet dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. See, Jesus was telling her that Jews were to first have the opportunity to accept him as the Messiah. And then the gospel would continue to be preached, the gospel message, <clears throat> excuse me, to the rest of the world. So Jesus was referencing a covenant between God and Abraham. And we find that in Genesis. He says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. The Lord said to Abraham, now go out from your land, your relatives, your father's house to the land I show you. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who contempt you. And all the people, <clears throat> can we say all? All the people on earth will be blessed through you. You see, Jesus is fulfilling a promise to the Jews, and all of the people on the earth will be blessed through them, but this desperate situation seeks the mercy of a Savior. In the moment of despair, you find 
you shove all protocol to the side you see it's not time for protocol desperate situations prompt immediate action and often challenge the norm and in effect it to bring about a solution she says this is my child and I am looking for the Savior to bring healing and I believe and know that you are the one the way maker to change the situation amen I won't be much longer but the disciples are like hey what is going on send her away you told us to only go to the lost sheep why would you even entertain her so she came into this what I believe a family's house and threw herself at Jesus feet and somebody get this person who doesn't belong here out of here but what they couldn't see was her heart what they couldn't see was her faith. You see, something happens when you praise. You grab heaven's attention when you begin to worship Jesus. See, heaven's host and the angels join in and they begin to praise with you. Oh, let's give them a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Oh. Oh, God. And in her midst, as she got in the praise, she got closer. She stepped closer and she began to worship him. I hope somebody is grabbing onto something I'm saying. And she cried out, Lord, oh, Lord, help me. But he answered, it is not good to take the children's bread. But she kept crying out, oh, Lord, help me. Are you seeing the point I'm trying to, to make and point out in this text? She got closer. She was pursuing the presence of the great I am. She was pursuing the one she knew can change the situation. She knew that children are on the heart of Jesus. And she was going to place her daughter at his feet and her needs. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Even the dogs eat crumbs from the master's table. So she knows that even those who feel despised are taken care of by the Savior, by the Redeemer. Even a dog who has access to the master's table, the master takes care of him. See, it doesn't matter what they think of me. It doesn't matter what they think of you. It doesn't matter what, how the world sees you. I'm just asking you, Jesus, to have mercy on my situation, oh God. I'm bringing it to you. I can be vulnerable in your presence, and sometimes it's messy. As I begin to wrap up, I was wrestling with whether or not this is what I was supposed to talk to you about and and I was going back and forth because it was a subject that I had been studying and one day um, I looked at the scriptures and looked at my notes and then another day I pondered it and then I said well you know I think God uh, this is really just just for me and and it's be because I'm working through something right and and I need some time to unpack things with Jesus. I'm just being vulnerable with you. Can I be vulnerable just for the few, last few more minutes? And, and so then one morning I woke up and I, I was lying in bed and, and everyone else was sleeping, which is unusual past the hour of 7, uh, 5.45 a.m. Usually somebody is awake that's not a parent. 
So I'm looking at my phone, trying to be still, because the least little noise you make, you know, then somebody somehow hears you, and then the house starts stirring and it starts to awake. Uh, and so I was, I was trying to be quiet, and I laid there, and I didn't want to give anybody the impression that I'm awake. And because of that, because the little ears hear, and then all of a sudden the feet are hitting the ground, and then it's no return. It's truly time to get up. <laughs> so you see, I had, I had what I thought was time, time before I had to get ready for work and, and all that. And then suddenly I look at my phone and it reads 10.06 a.m. And I have a moment of panic. I, I'm like, it's 10.06? 10.06 a.m.? Uh, uh, if that's right, I am truly late for work. And this is a miracle because everybody else is sleeping. And so I said, well, how did that happen? And I said, it was just six o'clock. I looked at my watch. I looked and I looked back at my, my watch because my watch is often by my bed. And it said 10.06 a.m. And I said, okay, okay, what's going on? My mind starts racing. What time really is it? Did I accidentally fall back asleep? And, and all of this stuff, did the time change on my phone? Was some setting changed? And one minute passed by, and the phone was now displaying that it was a little before 6.30 a.m. And I'm still lying in bed. No one else is up. And it won't be long. So I asked God, what is all this about? You see, I like numbers, and there are times God has used numbers to have significant meaning in my life. And so I thought... The thought came to me, read Psalms 106. So I open, I, now I'm curious, right? Uh, so I pull open Psalms 106 on my phone. Uh, that's telling me I need to be done. And this is what it says. He remembered his covenant. You see, it says, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him enough? See, there is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. And then it says, remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come near and rescue me huh rescue me and it goes on to say let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones let me rejoice in the joy of your people let me praise you with those who are your heritage and it says he remembered his covenant everybody say covenant with them and relented because of his unfailing love. Because of his unfailing love. Worship team, if you will get ready. We have a story of two families. Cornelius, who was a godly man, and he wanted and desired his family to know more about Jesus and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we have a Seraphonician who has a desperate situation with her daughter. And she hears that Jesus is in her hometown and she does everything she can to get to his feet. 
because it is in his presence. He hears and he remembers his covenant for you. Jesus is for everyone, including me. Somebody say, including me. I don't know what's going on in your life or your situation, but perhaps you find yourself in a situation that is desperate and you are seeking to bring it to Jesus, to lay it at his feet. You need him to respond and change the situation of your heart, of a family member's heart, of a financial situation, of a job situation, whatever it may be. Jesus remembers his covenant and wants to pour his unfailing love to you. Or perhaps you're like Cornelius. You are a God-fearing person, mother, father, grandparent, and you're seeking God for your family. But you want them to grow up, and your desire is that they grow up in righteousness, that they grow up with a personal relationship with Jesus. If that's you, I invite you to come forward for prayer. I invite you, if you have a situation that you want to, God to hear about, to know about, I this altar is open for you to bring your situation to Jesus who is holy and Jesus who is a way maker. Let us sing, Rescue Me. Watching Life Tree Kids. I didn't know it would be this hard. Come on, kids. I didn't think I could fall so far. But here I am. so far off course how can I get back to the shore Lord here I am and the waves are crashing all around I need you God and I need you now Sing it.
your hands all over this building today I don't know who you are where you're at in your life but Jesus knows everything and he wants to be here for you today be like that woman who cries out Lord I need you today rescue me if you're here today and you've never given your heart to the Lord I want to invite you to a place of repentance and love and a revelation that God wants you to have about who he is and what he can do for your life I would love to pray with you today I have elders that would love to pray with you today because the Lord can how many God has rescued in this house so if you will right all over this house today together at this amazing end to this wonderful time. Don't leave yet. We have free popsicles for everybody. But before we get to the popsicles, I feel like the Lord wants to help somebody's heart right now. Thank you, Brother Xavier Wilson, for that word today. It was a timely word, a word from God. Thank you to all of the staff. Thank you, Sister Courtney. Bynum. She has worked so hard. To the youth department, to all the kids, to every staff member, to Sister Shekinah, who's always in the background, to, yeah, Sister Wilson, thank you so much. Can someone shout thank you? Yes. We'll have a bigger and better one this coming year. You don't want to miss next year's. It's going to be amazing. But listen, before the popsicles, the Lord wants to touch somebody's hearts. The Lord is so strong in this room. His presence is here. I don't know who you are, but God has heard your cry in the midnight hour. He has heard what you need and what you're asking for. So if you will join me, everybody in this room that feels comfortable in doing so, if you would just lift your hands or one hand or just a halfway hand. God is saying to you, cry out to me today. Come on, let's pray a prayer of faith today. I want you to ask him for what you need. Ask him.
to come into your life. Ask Him to reveal Himself to you. Come on, let's do it together. Church, Pine View, come on, let's pray with fervor right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray over this congregation and over every parent and every child. Lord, today we pray that as they go to school, they are protected, Lord, that they are absolutely surrounded by your angels father I pray in the name of Jesus that you Lord lend a helping hand to those that are asking uh, those that are crying out to you Lord reveal yourself real to them let them know how much you love them and that Lord you alone can solve their issues and you alone can be the king of king and lord of lord of their life Lord, we today pray and we repent of all of our sins and we ask that you cleanse us, Lord, from all of our wrongdoings. But Lord, we thank you for the mercy that you pour upon us and the grace that you have given us and for the blood that you shed for us on Calvary. Jesus, thank you, Lord. I want to give you honor and glory today, Lord. And someone say in Jesus' name. And someone shout in Jesus' name. Thank you, baby girls. Let me tell you something. You're going to go home today, and something's going to be different with your kids. Seize that. Remember, we're going into a school year, and there will be a lot of influences. But I pray today that you will be their number one influencer with the prayers that you pray. And hello? I'm gonna, I want to say something real quick. Hear me today. Pineview is all in on the future of this generation and the generation that's already here. We are all in on our young people and on our kids and our young adults. But listen to me carefully. I'm, I want to just appeal to you. If you want to be a really good baseball player, you take your kids to what? Baseball practice. If you want to be a really good basketball player, you take them to where? basketball practice if you want them to be a really good human and live for Jesus Christ you need them to uh, come to the house of the Lord come to the house of the Lord amen I said amen don't let Christ be your rescuer let him be your everyday guide amen Mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, I plead with you today. Let your children be raised in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And let the church say amen. amen. So guess what? The girls won the coin challenge. And this group of kids raised over $200 for the work in Colombia to my father's house in Colombia. I'm so excited, $200, someone say amen. amen. So I want, if you will, Pastor Doug, Pastor Nan, or Dan, whoever's back there, I want you guys to grab some buckets, will you please? Listen, we're able to do this because people like you were generous enough to give to a children's fund to be able to make that happen. And I want them to continue this and we want to continue to reach our kids, amen? So I'm asking everyone, I don't care what it is, I need somebody to give, you know, something more than a dollar. How's that? But I need us to invest in our kids every week. Everybody say every week. Everybody say Sunday morning. Shout Wednesday evening. We have programming for your children. These kids 
have programming that you can bring them to every Sunday morning and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Amen? So let us help you raise your children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Give unto the Lord. Brother David, I'm going to put those at the back doors. At the back doors. I'm going to, yeah, brother, wait, back doors, if you don't mind. Amen. Just stand back there so people, nobody can escape you. That's right. Look, look very like big eyes. I need big eyes back there, like puppy eyes. That's right. I need puppy eyes. So today we got popsicles. Guess what? The girls get to choose the first popsicles. What do you say? Yay. Mom, Dad, we have plenty of popsicles for everybody. So I'm Pastor Nate. This is my beautiful First Lady, Lisa Marie Nix. This is an amazing staff, an amazing people. Thank you, Candy, for leading all the worship. Thank you, Dan, for all that you guys. Thank you, Samantha, all of you. Sister Vivian, uh, it was an amazing volunteer crew that we are so thankful. One more time, can we give them a hand of thanks? Amen. Thank you, volunteers. Amen. We couldn't do it without you. Amen. God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you amazing and blessed peace in Jesus' name. The popsicles are in the Founders Hall. You will turn to your right as you leave the sanctuary. Come on, girls. You go get to go pick first popsicles. It's going to be a fun time. Thank you to all in Jesus' name. Be blessed. I'll see you next Sunday in Jesus' name.